Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. 911 emergency. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents. Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine here, as always, with my two co-hosts, Casey Balsham. Hi, <laughs> and Danny Murphy. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? We're doing. We're doing. It's, a, it's <laughs> we're truly, doing. Yeah, we're doing. We're doing. Literally sounds like a loaded question these days. Like I was gonna email someone oh, yeah. back. And be like, hope you're having a good week. And I was like, delete, delete, delete. Right. Satisfactory week. Or when people are like, I yeah. hope this email finds you well. It's like, bitch, you know it won't. <laughs> Nothing yeah, is yeah. finding me well. I hope this email finds you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I hope I hope that you're checking your email during these times. That's what we should all be writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you checking your email? I would understand if your computer is out of the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, you guys know, like, yeah, I, I left, I, I just did like two days at the Poconos up in the woods just to kind of be outside and look at some trees and just kind of, you know, take a couple deep breaths outside like of a mask. And it was, uh, it was really, it was, it was really helpful to just kind of be able to, you know, escape a little, like have a little recharge. Yeah, a little recharge because, you know, the whole thing is that we're not, you know, the escape thing. It's like, you know, I know the whole purpose is that, you know, we're supposed to be a bit uncomfortable right now while we're kind of like taking all this in. But it was it was a nice recharge to kind of come back to be like, okay, I can I can read more. I can learn more. I can ingest more information now that I've had just a very lucky, you know, nice opportunity to go and take a couple deep breaths in the trees. I'm a trace. I saw a bear. Ooh. In case you didn't know that there's bears in Pennsylvania, there's big ones. I feel that's like kind of their face. Yes. Yeah. 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 We were saying they were just going from trash can to trash can like a sanitation worker. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty interesting. <laughs> well, well um, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to once again um, share some information regarding the Good Influence Fund for Racial Justice. If you guys are able to donate, you can go to betches.co slash donate. And we've chosen four organizations that are addressing systemic racism um, in various ways. One of them is Campaign Zero, which works with legislators to end police violence. One is the Bail Project. One is the NAACP. And one is the ACLU. So if you go to betches.co slash donate, your donation will be split evenly amongst those four organizations. So that's just one way you can um, continue to help support Black Lives Matter and um, work against police brutality. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to plug that. And so for today's episode, we wanted to go in a 
slightly different direction a bit. Um, we wanted to talk about what's called missing white woman syndrome and what it is, why it's a thing, and kind of illustrate some cases that really highlight the way that um, white people and people of color, black people, non-white people, are treated in the media when they either go missing, when they are killed, when they face violence. Um, so I know, that's on I feel the like, agenda today. Yeah, because this is something, too, that I feel like people don't even know that it's a term or a phrase or yeah. something that actually happens. But once we tell you the cases that we've uncovered, and we're, these are just three of the, I'm assuming, thousands of cases where this happens, you'll be able to look at it like differently and even be like, oh, wow, I never even thought about that happening. Yeah. Right. And to be candid, our podcast has definitely played into it too, because most of the cases we do are just based on like what what requests we're getting, what you guys want to hear, what we know about. And a lot of that is because the cases that get the most attention, that have the most information and more like robust coverage are missing missing white women or killed or whatever. Yeah. Cool. So just a brief background on the concept. So the term missing white woman syndrome, this phrase was coined by Gwen Ifill, the late PBS anchor, and it kind of just refers to the mainstream media's fascination with covering missing or murdered white women over people of color. Um, and there's been like extensive studies that prove um, that this phenomenon holds true like time and time again when it comes to media's coverage of murder victims. And more recently, I think in 2013, um, let me double check that. More recently, let's just say, um, Zach Summers, who's a sociologist at Northwestern who studies crime, studied the coverage of missing persons cases specifically to analyze for racial disparities and not super surprisingly, found that white women were more likely to be the subject of news coverage relative to the proportion of how much they are missing persons. So basically they, they make up a third of the missing persons, but half of news coverage. Wow. Um, wow, yeah. There was some um, issues with that data. I think mainly the, the FBI in some instances groups Latinos in with white people so there might be some like disparities but as a general rule they get more repeated coverage as well um, and there's just overall like more articles about them and um, so even if like basically we just get more information. And um, well, I mean also it's like a thing when you see like uh, Madeline McCann or something like that I feel almost every year there's a one year later yes. what we knew what was different People like, there's like yeah. reporters, I feel like that get dedicated time to be like, well, there actually was a different type of sock and things like that. Versus or like her up. mailman from 17 years ago speaks out and you're like, okay, I guess. Right, I mean, yeah. someone who went to the resort seven years later, but stayed two doors down from it had this sock <laughs> versus like, what <laughs> about cases that actually had, like need more attention? Right, it's meanwhile, true. there's like other children being kidnapped a lot, but it's, it's you know, the, and also, like, especially with, like, Madeline McCann, I mean, like, her parents had the money and resources to kind of also keep mm -hmm. this thing going. And then that's also something, like, you know, they're, not everybody has 
that amount of money to continue the search, which is just, yeah, it's really, it's, it's sad. It's heartbreaking. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that anybody goes missing, but it's, it's like, it's unfortunate the disparity of which we pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And one of the cases that I think really highlights this is uh, Lauren Spearer, who we did, um, I discussed on a podcast in our first season. So I don't want to like spend all my time going through the details of it. But like, basically, the gist is she went missing on June 3rd in 2011 in Bloomington, um, in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, my God, I totally Indiana. blanked on the state. I was like, <laughs> but, but, oh, oh, because I, oh, like, I, I literally know. thought this said Bloomington PD. I'm like, what state is PD? But I didn't realize <laughs> that you were saying like FBI Bloomington PD. I was like, I Hi, Casey. No, I we're going uh, blooming no. onions here. You know what I mean? I, what did I say? I was like North Carolina. We're all idiots. Isn't there yeah. a Bloomington in, in a Carolina somewhere? I'm not gonna fight you. Um, I, know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not pulling out no map right now. Yeah, I would not know. But so she went missing. Um, she was a sophomore at Indiana. Um, the FBI, the Bloomington PD the campus police all took place in the search. So it became this huge thing, uh, rightfully so. It got a ton of awareness, ton of coverage. Kim Kardashian retweeted about it, Lady Gaga. It got a lot of national attention. Um, I contrasted this with an article that was sent to me. um, And I'm honestly just gonna read it, the beginning parts of it to you, because I think it's extremely telling. So first of all, the headline is Lauren Spearer search, and I think this is from ABC News. Um, Lauren Spearer search colon Indiana body not missing college student, and then the subheading is the body belongs to unidentified African American woman. Then the first sentence is the body found in an Indiana Creek Sunday is not that of missing college student Lauren Spearer, the Marion County Coroner's Office in Indianapolis said today. It appears as though this is an African-American female and not that of Lauren Spear, Chief Deputy Coroner Alfie Ballou said. And then the whole article literally just restates the entire like details and timeline behind Lauren's case. Without even talking about this person. <laughs> like they yes. found a body that needed to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah like okay. the whole article right. is about who this person is not and not who they are. It's like yeah. pretty fucked up. Yeah. And also it's insane too that they even looped in like the fact that they looped in uh, this uh, black body found with the headline being about Lauren just so they could get traffic on. It's a whole weird game with that. That's totally. Yeah. It's like, why would they even this clickbait that people want to know about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's shitty. It's very shitty. It's very shitty. And also what's equally shitty is, um, if you contrast this kind of with this case that I literally didn't know about until someone tweeted, not really at us, but they tweeted in a tweet that we were mentioned in that was talking about the Lauren Spear case. And they brought up this, not like similar, but uh, other other case that happened around the same time, also in Bloomington, um, also a student at Indiana. Um, And his name was Joseph Smedley and he was a black student at Indiana. He... And he, he just had this like very strange death. And just to um, kind of preface this, which also I think really highlights this unfortunate disparity was like, I was really not able to find many articles about it. I found like two articles from local news outlets and then one from the student newspaper. So if you contrast that with like all the bajillion articles and tv specials and podcasts um 
or even just the, the above article that you just said where they were just like, we found somebody, not her. Continue. Go ahead. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Like the wealth of information that's out there compared to yeah. what's there for this you know it's bad. poor yeah. guy. When like you need the school newspaper who talks about like what like is like the lunch special to <laughs> unpack this more than actual news sources and like detectives. Truly. Yeah. yeah. Which oh honestly, God. they really did go into depth more than a lot of like I mean, news outlets. Um, so just to like give a brief overview, Joseph went missing in 2015 for a week, um, beginning on Monday, September 28th. Um, later, he was found drowned in a reservoir near campus. Apparently, a backpack full of rocks was strapped to his body. Okay. Very strange. He was yep. a sophomore biochemistry student at Indiana. And according, again, to the Indiana Daily student, he sent his sister a text saying, I'm leaving the country. Don't try to contact me. I'll contact you once I'm set up overseas. But the weird part about that was that he had no known passport. So okay. where, where would he be going? Where's he going? Um, even stranger, as the student newspaper found, uh, reported, there was not any sort of emergency alert sent out to the student body that he was missing until Friday, which was en ended up being the day that he was found. Um, despite them sending like multiple messages about a gas leak, also despite the student body getting really involved in the search for Lauren's disappearance back. It was a full week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, <sighs> his death was ruled a drowning by the county coroner, but an independent autopsy found hemorrhages on his back that could be consistent with someone pressing down on him while he drowned. Also, his sister claimed that they found binoculars around his neck. Um, but that was really all the information I can find so far. It's still ruled a drowning and, you know, no one's been arrested or charged or anything in connection with this very admittedly strange circumstance and death. And it seems like they don't really care to find anything out about it. Right, yeah. not even the uh, campus's detectives that should be, <laughs> you know, it's their job to protect the students, which is a complete, uh, yeah, I think his, I was kind of reading that his family is obviously um, upset and they yeah. don't think that he simply drowned. No. I mean, it sounds like we, we think that somebody obviously like had his, whoever did this, like had his phone sent the text, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got weird vibes from that for sure. I mean, I mean, at the same, yeah, I mean, because I mean, yeah, when you're a, in college, though, you are your own person, you could have gotten a passport, but it just also seems like a very, like, to send that and then go missing in that peculiar way, it's like, this is not the same right. story. And then also, like, I feel like it's not really what was happening. If a passport was found, like, the uh, government would have documentation. They would have your number, like, your passport number or something like that. Like, that. And like not, if none of that has come up, either A, yeah. he didn't have a passport, or B, this is truly how little effort was put into his murder case that they didn't even like think to check a government. Ah, yeah. Because those, those places are held and they know, I know they take down every single thing of information. If anyone who's gotten a passport recently knows that. I mean, yeah. It's a government <laughs> ID. Yeah, they have info on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement. They know your weight. They know your height. They know if you have one. Yeah. They know your I eye mean, color. Truly. Yeah. I remember even like just taking my damn picture. You had to do it 50 different times because they're like, your eyes have to be in the exact right place. Like, they know shit. Yeah, yeah you're so not allowed to smile little... anymore. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, I had to renew my passport and I wasn't allowed to smile in the passport picture. So I look like an actual 
serial killer hey. in my picture. That's a, that's a fitting then, you know? Yeah. yeah, whatever. That's interesting. No smiling. Oh, yeah, the no smiling. Yeah, but so I think this was just one, like, brief way to highlight this, like, insane disparity. The fact that I found, yeah. like, three articles on this poor kid from the same school and and literally Around just that time. one throwaway headline of this poor woman and yeah. then yeah and like i don't know even I mean, the dogs even the dogs, even my dogs think it's messed up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's wild this well, that just it, it's very sad because it's like this is just one that we found you know i mean we we found obviously a few but there's got to be I mean, how many more people, how many bodies were found that weren't that of the missing person they were actually looked for that, that were just, you know, dismissed? Well, because there's also so many times I feel like I've seen articles like, teeth linked to famous case, not them. And then you're like, okay, but who's Truly. Like, and you don't really think twice about it because we no. have, like all these cases have been so sensationalized that you're like, yeah, what the fuck happened to this person that you really, you're almost like, it's almost been so much like ingrained in us to just only care about this that, yeah, it's like, I'm, I don't think, I mean, even personally, I don't think I've ever been like, whose teeth were they? Right, exactly, yeah, I mean, never. Ugh. And, shame. Uh, shame. Shame. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, and the second case we did want to touch on is the case of uh, Malia Tibbetts, who it's kind of a, she uh, was 20 when she went missing. And her-, her Which was case, like recent, right? Uh, 2018, yes. Yeah. So this is, so there's two cases that happened right around the same time, or no, 20, uh, yeah, no, 2018. Uh, the two cases happened right around the same time, uh, but Molly's completely overshadowed the second case because she was like this like, white brunette girl who got a ton of coverage and also on the flip side which is interesting they used her case uh, like the government and republicans tried to use their case her case to go against immigration because the person who killed her wasn't an american so they were trying to like use her as like a we need to close everything down and her parents and her family even was like please don't make her be this like her death spokesperson. Yeah. Ew, that's so gross of them. It's so, so disgusting of them. Yeah. Uh, her, not her parents, the government. Yeah, uh, the government. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, and this quote from CNN uh, even sums it up. The uproar over Tibbet's tragic death dwarfed the reaction of the case we're going to be talking about, uh, Nabra Hassan, exposing a truth rarely considered. The implicit hierarchy of dead women that anoints some as perfect victims entitled to mourning and others as lesser ones with little or no claim at all to mass grieving. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, for so you have all these people, I mean, John Benet still gets talked about, I feel like 800 times a day. And we know the brother did it. Let it rest. <laughs> and it's one of those things, which I mean, still Put it to bed. tragic death, but like there's so many other cases that need attention. And also uh, one, this case that we're gonna be touching on is 
uh, in particular important to highlight because people, her parents and a lot of the people uh, around and involved do consider it to be a hate crime. So uh, Nabra Hassan was a 17 year old Muslim high school student in Virginia uh, in uh, June during Ramadan. Uh, her and a few friends went to McDonald's for their dawn meal uh, before going to the mosque. And I looked it up, it means around like three or 4 a.m. So they were just like going to get a quick bite before going back to the their uh, place of worship. Uh, like her friends, they were all dressed in headscarves. They were celebrating Ramadan. So I mean, they were all, so you could visibly tell that they were Muslim, which comes into a factor that a lot of people feel why this happened. Uh, on their way back to the mosque, her group apparently got into this dispute with this man driving, uh, who was later identified as Darwin Martinez Torres. Uh, he chased after their friend group, despite them all scattering away. So he like drove so angrily, then like got out of the car and was chasing all of them. Just at these like true teenagers, they were 16, the 17 years hell? old, going from McDonald's back to their mosque to pray. Uh, he, the, the first person he was able to grab was a uh, Nabra. He hit her over the head with a baseball bat and put her in the car. He then drove away, assaulted her. The complete descriptions of the assault, not completely released, but uh, he then dumped her in a pond near his home. And I mean, it's sort of everyone's, it's been widely assumed that this was an anti-Muslim hate crime because he truly saw a group of Muslim teenagers driving and then, or walking, and then he got so enraged while driving. Uh, but it's so interesting because no one knows about this case as much. No. And even when I was yeah. trying to do research for it, the main research, the main article about this case was the CNN one talking about white women syndrome. So she was killed one month before Molly Tibbetts, but received significantly less media attention. Uh, and here's this other quote from CNN that I thought really kind of cemented uh, everything. As in American life, so too in death, white women, particularly those whose ends involve the criminal acts of brown or black or Muslim men, deserve national attention. Brown women, particularly those wearing the headscarf, are, per the hierarchy's crude calculations, either complicit in their own death or deserving only a, that's too bad. And I feel like that really, especially summarizes even with what uh, the government was trying to do with Molly's death. It's like she was a white woman murdered by someone who was not white. It had to get all this attention because it could stroke these racist fires that people have in them and media outlets jump on versus this man killing a Muslim teenager uh, for what I personally feel was a hate crime, getting nothing because it's sort of like, ah, oh, that's bad, but why were they out? Why are they out at that hour when you're like it was? They were worshiping Ramadan. Ramadan, like right. Yeah, so it, it's so interesting how inherent those conversations, and we've seen it like time and time again. Those conversations just start uh, rolling down. Uh, also, like how fucked up. It's like why were they out? It's like why the fuck was he out? Why was True. he? Have to be he on them. Less like of an why excuse is... to be exactly. at McDonald's at three in the morning? They had a good yeah. one. Yeah, right. Yeah. I know exactly. It just, I like, wish I, I had just, ever an excuse to be at McDonald's. I just hate this. It's like, why? Why is it put on? Why? Why on earth would that same logic not be argued for this man? Oh okay. yeah. Well, people love to victim blame. People love. They sure do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, while Molly has truly pages upon pages of Google articles and stuff like that, the police tweeted a few times about uh, 
Nabra's death. And then uh, when it first came to them, they didn't even think it was a hate crime. They were like, how could it be one? They thought he was just angry about the traffic. What traffic? Yeah, the traffic at 3 a.m. Yeah. At 3 a.m. Like he was just angry mm-hmm. in his red car, which is telling mm-hmm. on his way home, which I'm sort of just like, mm-hmm. how would you, how would your brain not immediately go, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, once they found out his name though and did release it, another woman in a nearby hospital said that Torres also sexually assaulted and attacked her, uh, though she declined to press charges. So they were starting to get more steam because for a while they were like, oh, because that's also the thing. We need multiple people to come forward about this man k- killing this Muslim girl. But uh, he ended up being brought to trial October 16th uh, for eight counts, including capital murder and rape. He pled guilty November 2018, which got him life in prison without parole. But because of that, he did escape the death penalty because they were kind of uh, pushing for that. Uh, and he started his first of eight life sentences March 2019. Good riddance. And I don't know, I feel like you guys probably remember too, like when all this coverage about Molly Tibbetts' death was like swirling and happening. Like I remember following it pretty much every day. Oh yeah, it was, because also then, because politicians and news anchors used it and like more right-wing news anchors would use it as this fuel story. That's the part I remember about it. Remind me, she was the one, she was running, right? Yeah. Yes. She was running. She's closer. Yes, I remember. Yeah, and then I literally just remember them using it as like political bait of like as the reason that, uh, it was like part of like the wall argument. Like that's what I remember about it. Just like, because then it also sucks because then they also use her death as this other like thing. Like just this whole thing sucks. Like everything around this part is like just trash. It's, it's just trash. It's like well said. Death- it's just it's just it's trash it's trash to like see an obvious hate crime and be like well we don't know and then to also use that like it's just they're trash all of it's garbage also not for nothing but like all right if he's already serving eight life sentences like just throw a hate crime on there even if you're not completely sure he probably did it what it is he's already a bad guy like just throw it on him i mean it should have yeah especially since it's a it seems as though he has a history of this kind of like past. It's just, yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, it's especially like the, it's just weird to say to like kind of almost for them to use this argument of like, oh, it was an illegal immigrant that killed her to like use that, but then also to have this woman murdered and not kind of like also, it's like they both kind of deal with race, but they're going to use one politically and one just completely ignore. Well, like, yeah, just, one they ignore it because it doesn't fit the like, yeah, Islamophobic narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. is like totally gross. Ugh, these are really depressing. This is a depressing episode. Yeah, uh. yeah. So, that's <laughs> but, why no jokes really to be that. made here. I know, but like, I'm glad. Glad we're doing it, but like this is a, a bit of a downer. This one, of course, is it's this the, the one I'm gonna talk about. It's a little bit different because it actually did get some heat, but you don't know this woman's name. You wouldn't. Nobody knows her name. We all have heard, obviously, of Natalie Holloway, um, which you know we've also gotten a ton of requests to to do Natalie Holloway, and I think we will end up doing a big deep dive. But there is something um, that attaches Natalie Holloway to this other woman named Stephanie Flores Ramirez. Um, who was murdered by Joran Vandersloot, who was the guy that was very, very closely tied to the Natalie Holloway um, disappearance. Who, like, 
isn't the thing like he most likely did it, but his dad is like a diplomat or something? And but his so. dad also got yeah. His well, his dad was like a judge, but his dad also got arrested at one point during this whole thing, and then his dad had a heart attack and died. So he's like not even it. Like there's so much with it. There's so much with this guy in general just being a fucking trash bag and a dirt bag, and the fact that we, the fact that he's so gross that we only know about this woman because of him, but. There's no articles about Stephanie Flores that don't mention Natalie Holloway. Wow. And I wow. get it. There's a, there's a tie-in, but like, like even these ones but that I'm I read, sure all the, all the articles about Natalie don't also mention Stephanie. They, no, no. It's, it's, and it's again, like when we discussed this, we were like, Oh, he did ki- kill another woman. None of us knew her name. No, you know what I, I mean? Like, I it's just, and this, like I said, this case actually did get, it was actually very sensational in Peru where it happened because her dad was like a very prominent figure. So this was like a, an incredibly sensational case there. Um, and I think at the time that this happened too, it did get, I, I, I couldn't find the article that I read, but it was either like time or maybe it was even just like 2020. Somebody was like, when, when he killed her, they kind of, they said this was like the crime of the, I mean, not that you should get awards for being the best crime, but they said something about him, this being like the crime of the century or something. But again, I could barely find any, I mean, there's information on this, but like I couldn't refine that article when I was like, I was Hmm. like, I typed in like Stephanie Flores, national media attention. And it kind of just redirected me to Joran's Wikipedia and to Natalie Holloway's mom. And like, like even these articles that I read even buttoned her death with saying Natalie Holloway's mom visited him in jail. So there's a lot and I get mm. the tie-in, but it's also like this woman died in a, in a completely brutal, brutal way. So this is basically a little backstory. Um, Natalie Holloway, obviously, is the missing. She's the missing Alabama teen who um, was uh, went on the senior trip May 30th of 2005 in Aruba, and we we don't know what happened to her after that. She went missing. Her case got crazy worldwide attention. Um, in, it led to various suspects, but the main suspect continues to be this Dutch man, as we mentioned, um, Joran van der Sloot, who has actually never been arrested in uh, with her murder or her disappearance, even though he has given like 85 different statements. He can t- he wrote a fucking book about Ew. it. He's on Kim- He's been on primetime. He's been on Twitter. He was going to New York with his dad to give interviews. He he like this man changed his statement so many times. He admitted that he lied with his friends. At one point, he said he sold her into sex trafficking. Another time, fuck? he was like she had a seizure when we had sex. Like this guy has sold told so many things, and then it's still, but he'll still come out and be like, How I actually is- didn't do anything. Why? I know so many questions. I know, I know. And his history as a person, like he actually was, they took him to like child psychologists. Like he always kind of had like these weird troubles as like a child, like all the signs were there. Like all the ones that we say make a serial, like a murderer and a serial killer. Like they were all there. Um, He was the last person that was seen with Natalie Holloway. Like I said, his story has changed many times. The only thing that they indicted him with uh, in for us, I mean, after his sentence that he's serving now, he does have to get extradited to the U S to face some of their charges, but he, actually tried to extort Natalie's mom's lawyer for $250,000. He's like, give me this money and I'll tell you where her body is. Cause he has a gambling problem and needed money. There's so oh much fucking God. shit. So much fucking Not shit going guy. on with this guy. This guy is a, tr- he's just like he, truly guy, evil. He's a bad person Ugh. and it, and he's got a weird shaped head. I was going to say, okay. if you Google him, he looks exactly like how I mean, you're him in your head. I'm right Googling him. It's right like, now. it's like if a hammerhead shark came to life, you'd be like, yeah, that's the guy. Um, <laughs> there's like, there's, you know, you can watch on YouTube. There's this hidden video camera footage of him confessing to know what happened to Natalie. Like, 
basically explaining the whole story about what happened to Natalie. Um, so this guy, he like, he didn't shut up about it. Like he was just kind of everywhere. He was, he's gross. And we followed it. Even the, the, the report that where he admitted to knowing about Natalie, this guy like teased about it on for a TV show. He was like, we're going to tell you what happened on Friday. Like, which is gross also to just advertise that I have this confession of this How guy. How is he basically gonna... just confessing all the time to this murder all the... and still not he's in con... jail for this murder? He's confessing all the time to this murder. This guy also, he confesses and retracts so much because he even did it with this case with Stephanie Flores. Like so... more confessions than Usher, let me tell you that much. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but since like he had had all these kind of like travel restrictions after the Natalie Holloway thing happened, but somebody in Aruba lifted his travel restrictions. So I think he went to Colombia and then by way of Colombia, he ended up in Peru. And again, he has a gambling addiction. So he was playing blackjack at a casino, not blackjack, he was playing poker at a casino um, in Lima, Peru. And that's where he meets Stephanie Flores, who was also kind of like a big poker player. Like she would win a ton of money. I think at the time too, she had like 10 grand on her from winning. So they end up playing together at a table. And like I said, she is like the daughter of a guy that was like a presidential candidate in Lima. He was also like a race car driver. Like her dad was a very prominent figure. So she wasn't, she's not nobody, which I think also sadly is probably a reason why the case got attention. Like, cause if it was like a regular guy and a regular girl, Nobody's going to tell us that anybody was murdered in Peru, but it's this guy who's connected to Natalie Holloway and this girl mm -hmm. who's got kind of a prominent family. And now we know about it. Yeah. Um, I think that's like a pretty fair observation. I I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. Um, so he meets uh, in Lima it's in 2010. Um, they were playing poker at the table. And then at about, I think it's like 5 a.m. They go up to his room to start playing poker. And there's video surveillance of her like walking into his room. Um, allegedly what happens is they're playing poker in his room and this is according to a statement that he made and then of course later retracted because that's his fucking thing so he made a statement that he gets while he's playing poker in the room with her he gets a statement uh, or like an email on his phone that essentially is linking him to natalie so he gets upset um and then she gets mad that he's like linked to this thing so he says that she hit him um, yeah right sure jen <laughs> come on right Right. So she says, that he, he said that she, she hit him. Um, Stephanie's family being well-connected and stuff like that, basically, you know, obviously Stephanie now the next day comes and Stephanie's missing. Um, so her family like tries to find this. She didn't return home. All her belongings from her car are missing, her, her computer, this cash, all the stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened to Stephanie, but while this is all going down, um, there's a video of him leaving the hotel three hours later without Stephanie. He tells the hotel people, like, leave my girl alone, like, let her sleep or something like that. And then sketch. meanwhile, yeah. sketch, 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 Joran goes to a taxi driver and says, hurry, hurry, hurry. Like, basically, these two tax brothers that drive taxis, um, he's like, I need you to take me here. And it was like a two-hour drive. And he's like, I'll give you 100 bucks. And so they get there, gives him 100 bucks. Like a couple minutes later, he returns and is like, oh, my friends aren't here. He says his friends are there. So he's like, I need you to drive me to the border of Chile and Peru. Huh? And the guy's like, it's a 10 hour fucking drive. So the guy's like, Ugh. and he's, he's like, like, okay, 150. <laughs> they don't know. He's like, he offered to pay him $500. And so the guy was like, that's like as much as I make in like a month, you know? So they get to the border essentially. And he's like, oh, my card doesn't work in the ATM and doesn't pay this guy. What? Oh, I, for some no. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he says the whole time. For some time, reason, that like, is like the egregious part. 
is him it's, not even paying the fucking yeah. cab driver. I think he I gave the cab driver his watch because he's like, oh, my card only works at a certain place. And blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, they find out that he's been like Googling like uh, states, uh, uh, places that won't extradite you back to this. And like he's Googling all this like Chile uh, relationships between the Chilean and the Peruvian police. And he's like just incriminating the fuck out of himself. And the whole time telling his tax cab driver, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. In the meantime, obviously, two days have gone by. Stephanie's body is found in the room. It is beaten. It is bloody. She is not alive. Um, they get Joran in Chile. They bring him back. And essentially, he confesses, like, in a very gruesome, he makes, like, a gruesome, gruesome confession that, you know, after she hit him, he smashed her nose with her elbow, causing her to bleed and pass out. And then he grabbed her by the throat and banged her head against a wall and then finally just choked her with his bloody t-shirt. He also had oh bloody clothes. He oh. had bloody, bloody, bloody clothes with him when they found him. Oh, this in Chile? Is, um, yeah, this guy's a oh. fucking, ter- like, he's gross. So, of course, then he retracted his statement, blaming the fact that he was under severe psychological trauma because of all this stuff. Yeah, because you murdered Natalie someone. Holloway. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, he blamed it on the fact that he was getting so much shit for Natalie Holloway that he was psychologically just like he was You're, not okay. That is like such a man thing to be like, I'm I know. damaged from being accused of the things that I did. I know. I, I know, I know. You don't know how hard it is for me trying to escape this other murder. I don't, it's I just, lost my watch. You don't get it. It's, yeah, I had to give the guy my watch. So, yeah, he also claims that he was like intimidated by the Lima police and they're like, no, 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 you confessed. You're fucking going to jail. So they, um, they, they don't have the death penalty in Peru, so they sentenced him to 28 and a half years um, in jail. And Wait, that's, that's it? Because yeah, he 20... wasn't very old. Like, he was... How old was he when this happened? Well, he, let's see. In 2005, he was 17, so he is... So, yeah, so yeah I'm like, 28 math? years, like, he'll still be not that old but so then but then so after the 28 and a half years he will get extradited to the u.s but it says that they're that his case is closed that they're not going to charge him with any other natalie stuff unless there's new information found but i so i'm kind of i I don't know if they're still going to charge him then for the extortion thing i think maybe that's what he has to come back and deal with but that's only after he gets released um Beth Holloway did visit him behind bars and it was filmed for like this documentary. And she was like, this isn't the justice that I wanted, but it's the justice that, you know, I'll take. I'm, I'm, I, it's glorious to see him behind bars, but here's also the fucked up parts. He murdered Stephanie Flores on May 30th, 2010, which is exactly five <gasps> years after Natalie's um, oh, God. But again, yes, it's, this is, I mean, how gruesome is that fucking thing? And you only hear about it because it's attached to this other thing. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, even if she had still been who she was, um, and like, I don't still, know, I, this prominent I don't, person I don't in think Peru, we would have I don't think it. we would have heard about it. No, no we don't. How often do we hear about murder cases from other, from, from other countries? Yeah, like, unless it's Madeline McCann, which again, same problem. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, so this is like, yeah, I mean, and yeah, so he is in jail for murder which he should have because here's the thing too yeah you know you can't help but think like had he already been in jail for this other thing stephanie flores wouldn't have gotten murdered uh-huh. right you know because it just seems like it's all the all the facts are there to indict him like i said we'll, we'll most likely do a deep dive on natalie but there's there's so much there was again because this guy has made 85 different 85 different claims he's gone on 
news things. He's written things. Like it's just, it's, it's a wild, a wild thing that just ultimately leads to this just tragic, just another tragic loss of a, a life of an innocent woman. So well said. I mean, there, there we are. <laughs> there we are. And I, I do think it is an interesting, like it's a concept that, I mean, we all need to be more cognizant of too. Yeah. Looking at these cases that we get like fascinated. I mean, we are a true crime podcast, so everyone listening is fascinated yeah. by these cases and stuff right. like that. But to be like the flip side of it, you're like, why are certain cases, why do they have an eight part documentary series on Netflix when there's not much to talk about when yeah. there's these other cases, which like truly could help uh, being brought to the forefront that get zilch. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like I wanted to say something else, but I forgot. So <laughs> we can leave it there. Casey, did you have anything to add? I mean, again, like, you know, something we talked about within ourselves. Like, I know it sounds weird to say this, but like we would, you know, we'd like to give a voice to, to some of these other cases. Um, I know it sounds weird to promise to be like, hey, we're going we're, to, we're going to do more missing people of color cases, but you know, it just, there's not a lot of information we'd love to we'd love to highlight some some cases if you guys have anything that you'd like to hear about i mean you guys are great with giving us suggestions but if you have any kind of little known or maybe kind of any cases like this where it's an offshoot of a bigger case send them to us we'd love to we'd love to hear more about this kind of stuff you know yeah you guys are great about sending us suggestions and also i wanted to say like to be clear none of what we're saying is to say like you know, Natalie and Lauren and no, Molly, no, no. like shouldn't get the publicity that they got. Like, obviously, I mean, I, I, I think no one thinks that we're saying that, but just, just you know, yeah. to make it extra clear, like we're not saying that we're just saying that all these other people should also get equal attention because. Yeah. And also that it is like this, the- this theory and uh, syndrome that actually is in all, like it, it's in the news, it's in the outlets that we get the content of these crimes from. So it's just kind of like, yeah bringing light to that more so yeah yeah Yeah. i mean and this is more of like a this is more of a something that that, yeah the media feeds us you know and 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 a lot of other shit happens and yeah it's true and if also if you guys are interested in hearing more about this like phenomenon and how it's pertained to certain individual cases um at least a year ago a while back season one you'll have to do some digging but i did do an interview with um, this woman, Chandraya Thomas, who was a local news anchor, um, who helped publicize like one case of a missing black woman. And she kind of talked about like, she talked about this concept, missing white women syndrome, why, like why it happens. And basically like kind of honestly, the systemic problems that like cause this type of underrepresentation. So it was yeah. really, it was really interesting to hear. Um, if you're interested, go listen to it. Um, it was from season season one, season one. I think nice. old old times, old vintage. Me and Casey, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's been a crazy like so many updates for cases I mean, we already discussed. So many. I mean, apparently the quarantine is making people work. Um, yeah. I'm happy. We we joked that you guys needed to solve a crime and here we are. So we've we've got a too. couple. Yeah, and we love that we've gotten. I mean, I know that they've we they sent this to us so much. You guys are so on it, and I love that all of you are like, "Did you hear?" And we're like, "We're we I got think it." I learned what's happening from everyone in the group and on Instagram because oh yeah, oh, yeah. I can't yeah. keep up. I, I first heard about the daybells from a DM that we got from our listeners. The DMs so, yeah. are my dateline. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly, Seriously. you guys are our twenty twenty. 
Yeah. So, okay. So first the Daybells, then we'll do Madeline McCann. So, yes. Um, what was it last weekend? Maybe we found out, I think news broke that human remains were found on Chad's property. Um, and just a quick, and just in case, for some reason, if you don't remember, it was the missing Idaho people. And remember the mom married the doomsday right. guy and his wife died <laughs> a week guy. before. And then they married and then they escaped to Hawaii and they wouldn't tell anyone where the kids are. Yeah. That's where we are ready to go. And I think even before we never touched on this, but I think it had also come out sometime during quarantine that someone else who was connected to this family also mysteriously ended up dead. I mean, I mean, just basically every, like they have like, not the Midas touch, but it's like the murder touch. Like everyone around them just, just ends up dead. <laughs> Your last name could be an ABC sitcom. There's some shit going on. The Daybell's coming this fall. Do not trust them for a second. I mean, Daybell Vallow, Daybell Vallow does sound like a condition that like would kill somebody, you know? Just like, how'd they go? They had Daybell Vallow. Oh yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah. They had the Daybell, they had Daybell Vallow and yeah. Sounds Seriously terrible. fucked up. Um, Seriously? So on... On Wednesday, the families confirmed that um, the remains that were identified as children were the kids, um, even though authorities haven't confirmed that yet. But like the families are Family. like, we're yeah. heartbroken. It's them. So I believe it. Um, on Wednesday, Chad appeared in court for charges of destroying evidence. Um, he's, his bail is set at $1 million and an autopsy is currently pending. And I think Lori's been in jail. Right? Yeah, Lori's Lori's been in jail on a million dollar, one point five million dollar bail as well. Um, yeah. Is it bad yeah. that like throughout this whole thing, I'm like the bail system is terrible, except for these people. Except for yes, I know, I know. That's what's so tricky about everything. It's like you just want it to work on the bad guys. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you just yeah. want it to be. Um, I read too that they were saying it was like um, that the, the two families are in are in connection, like like Chad's family and Lori's family, like the, the external family. And that, um, and that like, I know I, cause remember like the grandparents, like JJ's grandparents were like highly like vocal and like on the news a bunch. And I think they were saying like, they don't know. Cause Chad has like grown kids that have wives and families. Yes. And they were like, we don't know how they've been affected. Like, we don't know how they feel about it. We haven't been able to really like get a gauge on what they're doing, but like, could you imagine like how that would even affect you and your home life? And like, if you're, if you find out like, you're like, Oh yeah, my dad married this crazy woman. And then they killed two kids and, like, I mean, what a change to have somebody, I mean, you, I mean, even about daddy like, issues. Yeesh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. truly, I mean, even, you know, we've discussed doing BTK and his daughter wrote this whole book about being like, you know, cause you find out that your dad, cause I think one like of them killer after raising you, it's right? like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to say one of them did a YouTube video being like, what the heck? Like, we, oh yeah. Someone said her that other son, it was her son, right? And that was like at the beginning with like, a C, what, but. Yeah. Yeah. That was when it first happened. He's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And just like explaining when like I just always think like when they have kids being like, Oh, so like grandma, grandpa, you're like, Yeah, let's uh crack open a cold one and unpack that. Yeah. Yeah, because they were still kind of investigating they they ruled that his wife's death that I because I think it was like a week or two before he married Lori in Hawaii. I think they they reopened hers because it was a suspicious death. So we don't even know what happened there. So I mean who knows? She could also be, they could also find, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're definitely going to get answers real soon. I'm also very curious what the cult has to do with it. Truly. Because, uh, I don't know, like, 
It's got to be related. You can't uh, be so, in a weird cult. But it's not even a cult, I feel like. I feel like they just made it up. Like, they're, they're the members Day. of their cult. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, no, they just they just believe in the end of times. And I think they... It sounds more just like a get... Like a chat. Like a chat group. Like a group like chat, yeah. They just, they just all get together and sit on the grass and talk about the end of the world. Yeah, like the reasonableists. <laughs> so so one, one person got my Parks and Rec joke the last time I brought it up, so... I thought I'd bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Parks and Recs fans. Parks and Recs. The one, the one yeah. person. The one crossover. <laughs> True crack. It's True crime and Parks and Recs. Yeah. You guys crack me up. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, so then also, yes, this week, we basically, first of all, I want to say, we told you so about Madeline McCann. We knew that her parents did not do anything um but basically um about last week news broke that a suspect had been identified in the case who later we found out was a man named christian bruckner a 43 year old german man who was convicted in december 2019 for raping a 72 year old american woman in portugal in 2005 first of all fucking gross fuck that guy um yeah truly and Basically, through, I suppose, interrogating him or talking to him in jail, um, prosecutors, like, figured out there was a link. Um, he was apparently traveling around in a camper van in the region where Madeline went missing in Pride de Luge between 1995 and 2007. There's also, like, I couldn't find this. I, like, read it and then forgot where I found it and couldn't find it again when I went to, like, quote it, but... People were saying that apparently he got some phone call from someone at the resort to kind of tip him off about the family's like surveillance or lack thereof. So oh. he kind of like, yeah. So um, there was somebody at the resort that was working. Like an accomplice or something like that. That was what one article kind of said or like something like that. Cause we um, don't have any intel as to whether like he planned to traffic her so prosecutors I, now believe that he killed her not long after abduction, but yes, she got. She I mean, again, I think we're gonna get answers soon. I want them, which is kind of crazy. But, I, I never yeah. really thought that we would get a break in this. Never, no. I mean, Maura Murray. That's what I'm saying. All right, A-frame house come through. Truly, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, it, Sad. I mean, like I think we kind of suspected it. Like I said, when she, when Madeline McCann got all the, got as much attention and with it, and she had the dot in her eye, she just became too, too recognizable. Because she was on every newspaper magazine cover. Yeah. Yeah. White woman syndrome. I mean, truly, uh, like everyone was needed answers and wanted more about her. Yeah, and they put this member of uh, the the infamous egg with hair the egg. Was, <laughs> of the wanted poster. So they put yes. they put this next to the picture of the man. And you know, I mean, if you look closely enough, you're like, I mean, I could see, <laughs> I see it. it. He looks I like an egg. I could see it. Wasn't it him? Didn't he get arrested? Didn't somebody else get arrested too with him? Or was it just him? I thought there was like also a woman accomplice or was this just something that I made up? In I'm not head? sure. That's not what I read, but it, okay. it could be true. I, okay. No. I might have just, I might be just crossing wires on things, but. I thought it's there was somebody crazy. else, but maybe not. It's kind of crazy how, like, you know, it's, things go cold, and then all of a sudden they find it out, like with the Golden State Killer. Right. It's, yeah. 
which is another thing we should cover. As Katy Perry says, just because it's over doesn't mean it's really over. So, you know, we- uh, Well said. Pop up. <laughs> that Katy Perry was talking about Unsolved Murders when she I mean, people, yeah, wrote that people, song. People do think she is John Bonet, so. Oh yeah. They also think they also think she's QAnon, so she's got a lot going on. Wait, what? A lot of Katie conspiracies. Yeah, they think she sold her soul to the devil, and that's why there's like weird, like blood and weird things in her music videos. That dark that's why horse she, music video. Because yeah. they 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 I claim think she's that she's going through it. Oh, no, they, <laughs> <laughs> well, they claim that she was like they claim that she was like a was she was like a Christian singer before, yes. and then all of a sudden she went pop and got famous because she she sold her soul to the devil so katie let us know who Did among you? us has not so you know what <laughs> girl if i could do that if if it, if it meant i get orlando bloom at the end of it yeah what's the yeah. venmo satan <laughs> oh my god i wonder if someone has that venmo handle i kind of want satan. it yeah at satan at satan <laughs> wow we have really We've really Come done on. something at the end here. That's truly special. We, we, we never, we never stick the landing. That's what I will say. We never stick the landing. The, inten- the intentions are there, and then we end up just Venmoing Satan. <laughs> so, uh, our apologies. We hope we've made our points clear. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh It's it's it's. I mean, exciting in the updates, but not exciting with just everything else going on but yeah hey i was really gonna... hoping the kids would be alive no. somehow i know I, I i really wanted them to be kind of like in a bunker just yeah like in a cabin in the woods somewhere with like maybe another weird member of this doomsday chat group but um it's also weird like how like like he loved her enough to kill her kids I like you can't put that on a dating profile, you know. No, it's not. That's it's not love, but it's something. I don't know what it is. What is it? Dang. 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 How do we end? <laughs> I think we just get get me out of here. I mean, you know what, guys? Yeah, this was a different type of episode, but I know. I mean, it's a different. It's a Different kind of world right now. Different kind of world. And, so. and hopefully moving forward. Moving forward, yeah. So we'll be back with some other. I mean, you know, we're here with you every Monday. We're here on the Facebook group. So make sure you uh, join Not Another True Crime group. Keep yes. on DMing us. Uh, if you want to give us five stars be- on pod- on uh, iTunes, that'd be great because some people have uh, been dinging us for, you know, speaking speaking out about things that we feel that we should speak out about. I just saw Oh, are they, dinging, are they dinging us on iTunes as well? As they're dinging us on iTunes as well. They're dinging us everywhere. So if you guys get, if you guys are, you know, uh, want to throw something that way too, that's great. But otherwise- Oh my God. We love oh you God. all that are still listening. We you know? love you guys. Yeah. So- uh, we, hope, we hope that you're standing up for the right things as well. And yeah. um, follow the podcast. NATC pod follow uh, all three of us from there and you know yeah we'll, we'll talk to you next Monday follow Sarah F Carter who might be changing her name soon heads up maybe look out for that maybe, maybe. Ooh, yeah. we need that follow, excitement for July yes follow cashmere <laughs> cashmere Danny uh, with a K and follow at Kspace B on Instagram and if you were able to please go to batches.co slash donate to donate to the good influence fund for racial justice. Like we mentioned at the top of the episode, all your donations get split evenly to four organizations.
organizations that are working to combat systemic racism. Batches.